It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to take a four-point hit, or maybe even a minus eight, and this is why. Welcome to the Gianni Batici YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. We're going to be talking about my transfers this week. We're going to talk about captaincy and loads more. But before we do, shall we have a little bit of a stock check with regards to some stats? Let's just touch on very quickly some of the best attacks and best defences in the league right now, because this might influence are thinking when we're transferring players in. Of course it will. Uh, these stats are from Fantasy Football Scout, by the way, guys. Links in the description. If you fancy hitting that like button and subscribing, that'd be amazing. But look, last four game weeks, what teams are creating the most big chances? I love big chances as a metric. You guys know I like expected data. I like XG. I also like big chances. Because if a team's clocking huge amounts of big chances, sure, goals, if they're not already, will start to flow. Liverpool top of the charts there. Shame that Liverpool assets... We can't go there this week and we're selling them now because Darwin and Jota are injured. Salah too. Trent as well. Aston Villa though are second. Aston Villa have created 16 big chances in the last four weeks. Like, Ollie Watkins, if you don't own him, feels like a really good own this week. Just second, like third, just behind Villa. Like, scored fewer goals, six instead of nine, but created 16 big chances in four weeks. Is Tony's Brentford. Again, is he going under the radar? Tony, still a differential under 10%, a great own. Then it's usual suspects, Arsenal and Man City, Brighton. Good, high, big chance creation, right? We definitely like that. When we look at some of the worst defences in the league, or sorry, the best defences in the league, who cares about the worst defences unless we're targeting them, but certainly not buying them. I just looked at the last six game weeks and was like, let's look at the expected uh, goals conceded versus the actual. Um, and Arsenal, they've conceded four goals in six weeks, right? And we know they're a good clean sheet source. But when we look at the expected total, Arsenal are clear and away the best defence in the league. Make no doubt about it. So if you're shopping for a defender this week and you only have one Arsenal defender, can you get to a second one? I was 0.1 from going Porro to Saliba last week, 0.1 short. I went Doherty, didn't work out. Um, 2.94 XGC for Arsenal in the last six game weeks. That is so good. And then look, since Nuno's been at Forest, their defensive date has been excellent. And we know with Nuno, he's a manager that will keep clean sheets. So maybe not for now, but have Forest defenders on your radar. Obviously with wing backs uh, in action as well, there could be some upside there. Could be some upside 
definitely. So Forest second, City a third, but always find a way of conceding one. Uh, Brighton, Brighton, who'd have thought it if only a stupid hand was getting the regular minutes? Uh, Everton and Bournemouth, right? Interesting to know. Interesting to know. I definitely think the appeal, like forget about blanks and doubles, double Arsenal defence feels obvious, doesn't it? I think it does. Um, so look, who am I buying? Who am I selling this game week? Double digit hauls last week for single game weekers. The big scorers, Saka, Watkins, Solanke. Yeah, it, in double game weeks, it doesn't always flow that the doublers get the points. Now, were we right to stack up on Liverpool and Man City? Yeah, we were. Like, you have to sometimes back the decision, not the outcome. And variance will always play a part. It wasn't a bad decision to go triple Liverpool or triple Man City. It wasn't a bad decision to triple Captain Harlan, by the way. And look, with 10 going to 30, I think we take it. It could have been so, so much more. The decision was bang on. He clocked 2.57 XG Harland in those two fixtures against Chelsea and Brentford. When Harland clocks 2.57 XG, he's usually clocking three goals, right? Sometimes more. He clocked one goal. Yeah, wasn't great. But we move on. Slight red arrow for me, by the way. Outside the top 100k now. My team this week is all about how many players can you field. This week for many is all about what are you doing with your Spurs, your Chelsea, your Luton and your Liverpool. And I always knew going into this game week, I'd be taking a hit. I had hoped I would just need two transfers to field 11. And I'm still kind of hoping. Before we see my team in action, should we just touch on a couple of players if I think they're buy or, hold, buy or holds? Sorry, sell or holds? So Cole Palmer, for many, will might be a sell. I think a lot depends on team value. A lot depends on when you might wildcard and if you might bring him back. Like... I know Cole Palmer is going to be in my team between now and the end of the season. Again, probably long term. Do I want to sell him? Do I like his fixtures versus Newcastle and Brentford coming up? Yeah. Like, I don't need to sell Cole Palmer at all. And I, he, he's definitely a hold for me. Richardson, same again. No one who plays in 29, you'll probably hold him. Your Luton defenders, well, or Luton players in general, well, they double in 28. You probably want to hold them. So the sellable players are... Definitely your Liverpool assets because they're probably injured and they don't play. But also you might have someone like a Porro who's flagged and we don't know if he'll be available in 27. So maybe press conference news there would be key. But definitely your Jotters, your Darwins, your Trents, if you've still got Trent, time to move them on, right? So look, my team at the moment, this is before transfers, we can see I have nine players in theory, if they all start. It's stupid now I'm looking at you. Um, I've got nine players. Uh, so two free transfers is like, oh, can Johnny get an 11 out? It might not be that simple. So look, Ariola in goal over Dubravka for me. Brentford at home. Come on, Ariola. At some point, keep a clean sheet. Uh, Gabriel Estupinant and Charlie Taylor, who is back in action and got some minutes last time out. He should start versus Palace, I think. That could be a nil-nil game, I reckon. I'm fairly optimistic that that could be really boring and low-scoring Palace Burnley. Then we have Saka. Fine. We have Jota. We need to sell him. Um... Foden, De Bruyne, Haaland. My, my Man City triple attack, I'm fairly confident of Haaland and Foden starts. But with De Bruyne, he didn't warm up. He didn't get off the bench. I think he would have played against Brentford. And Pepper said he's had some hamstring niggles and he didn't feel 100%. So it was precautionary. <sighs> that was Tuesday night. Are you alright by Saturday, mate? Please, please be. I'm going to be looking at training ground photos and Pep will surely be asked about it in the press conference. I hope, I hope with an FA Cup game versus Luton in the week, that can be his rest. And he probably looks ahead and goes, yeah, I need to continue getting minutes because this is still part of my like 
return back into the team of clocking minutes. De Bruyne has not been back long. He doesn't really want to be missing two, three weeks again, right? So I'm hopeful De Bruyne comes in. I'm probably going to have to roll the dice because Pep's not going to tell us either way. And I'm probably not going to take a hit for him out knowing he is Bournemouth away. And that is potentially a good-ish fixture for De Bruyne. So where are my big headaches? First, let's discuss the easy ones. By the way, my bench is Dubravka, Palmer, Bell and Dowerty. And up front, I've also got Watkins. Great. Goodish fixture against Forrest home and then Darwin. So let's discuss Darwin replacements really quickly. If you don't have Watkins, you're probably buying him. If you don't have Solanke, you're probably buying him. Should you look at Hoyland? Yeah. Should you look at Tony? Yeah. Do I prefer the other two than the latter two? I think I do. Um, I don't have Solanke. It's a bad entry point, Man City at home. I still think Bournemouth could score in that game, maybe one. But then he plays Burnley, Luton, Sheffield United in a double and Burnley before that in 27. Like, Solanke's going to be everyone's captain in 28. You're going to want him in your team. It doesn't matter that it's a bad entry point this week. You're still getting two appearance points. You could go, I'm going to go Hoyland for a week or Tony for a week and then... But no, I don't think so. You might choose to go Darwin to Tony and then Haaland comes out for Solanke because Haaland's got a couple of difficult fixtures I like him in the Manchester derby, but then it's Liverpool and then it's a blank game week. So you could do a bit of an okie around Haaland, but for me, Haaland stays in. It's Darwin to Slanky. It's easy. It doesn't need to be discussed, I don't think, for long. The Jota replacement does. Um, and guys, by the way, do hit that like button. Thank you very much. And if you can subscribe to the channel, that'd be amazing. Um, I started the week and I did my video and I've done a members only video, which was all around kind of, I'm really torn. And as the days have gone on, I've become a little bit more boring in my thinking. So I started the week going Jota replacements are um, Leon Bailey or Douglas Louise. So Aston Villa. The beauty of Aston Villa is good fixtures play in 29. Brilliant. I don't want to free hit in 29. Maybe I will free hit in 29. I don't know yet. I'm going to have to wait till next week to decide. And next week we will know so much more because FA Cup is midweek before the 27 deadline. So we will know about the 29 blanks. We'll even know about some of the projected guesstimates on doubles of 34 and 37 by mid-next next week. So if you can, hold off as long as possible. Obviously things are pressing this week and we need to act. So Douglas Louise or Bailey. If I went to an Aston Villa midfielder, it would be Bailey. That's just the sort of player I prefer, right? I know Douglas Louise, minutes, set pieces, pens, whatever. I then was like, Arsenal, Odegaard. Loads of benefits to Arsenal. The fact they travelled to Portugal in the week didn't look great. And it's a trip back from Portugal before a weekend fixture. I don't know if I'd like Odegaard as much. I also have to question the fact that Odegaard's lost set pieces to Declan Rice, who's got great delivery, so he loses a bit of his assist threat. So I liked Odegaard. I've got a spare Arsenal slot. I'm not going Odegaard. I'm not going Bailey or Douglas Louise. I don't think. There's, I'll give you percentage splits in a minute. And then there's the Wolves lads. And at the start of the week, I was I liked the Wolves lads, but I was kind of maybe slightly more pro-Bailey. Huang and Neto both give good options. Neto comes with really good assist threat. Huang comes with really good goal threat. I like Wolves very much. I like the entry point against Sheffield United. I like the next three. I think it's Newcastle, then Fulham. Um... What I don't like is the fact that I don't think they'll play against Bournemouth in game week 29 and Aston Villa mids do. But let's get points here and now and then commit to a chip strategy next week. It just makes complete sense. So is it Huang or Neto? I think against Newcastle the week after, Neto will be the better option. Away from home, space to gallop into. He looked brilliant against, but the counter-attack style will really suit him. Away from home against teams that will have a go. 
Against the more deeper block teams at home, like I say, Sheffield United when they come to town, I expect Neto to not get time and space. I expect there not to be many counter-attacks. And I expect Huang to probably be the guy that's looking at picking up the points. So Huang over Neto for me this week. We still don't know about pens at Wolves. Sarabia could have them. I think Huang took one when Sarabia was off the pitch and maybe vice versa this season. Obviously, Cunha was on pens. Obviously, he's injured. I expect Huang would take them with Sarabia on the pitch as the number nine, but Sarabia's record's very good. Um, But we like Huang very much. He's cheap. He's a midfielder. He's playing number nine for a team that looks good at the minute. It seems so obvious just to go Huang, doesn't it? Somewhere at the back of my mind is Leon Bailey because of 29, but I'm still not committing to that chip strategy and I can't fully commit until I know midweek round FA Cup outcomes. And there might be a surprise or two, right? So I would say I am 80% likely going to go Huang, 20% likely going to go Bailey. I will not be going Douglas Louise, Odegaard or Neto. I can confirm that. I hate coming to these videos and giving you five names of equal chances. You're like, no, just, just give me percentages. Like, that's what I'm trying to do, right? I don't see many doing that. And I'm like, that's that's hopefully really useful to you guys. If I give, I'm 80% likely to do this, 20% to do this. Same when I talk about captaincy. Let me know in the comments if you appreciate that approach, by the way. I've just started doing it in the last few weeks. And so far, every time I've said that a guy with bigger odds, I think I've gone there. Um, come the deadline. Um, defence. Defence, defence, defence. I've told you I'm not selling De Bruyne in midfield. And I'm hoping he gets minutes. I'm hoping he starts. Unless we hear anything in the press conferences, by the way. Um, I don't think Pep will give us much. Will we hear much in the press conference about Estupinan? I'm sure Zerbi's going to be asked. I hope he's asked. Although the guys that go to press conferences, these journos, many of them aren't FPL managers and might not care about Estupinan. Maybe that's not a big enough news story in the football team or in the Brighton camp that he's not starting games. They look good without Estupinan. He was at fault for, I think, the goal against Spurs. And since then... He's been in and out of the team. Actually, I think he's missed the last couple, right? He's getting cameos. Cameos, nine-minute appearances, are just going to be at one-pointers. Home to Everton is a good fixture if he starts. It's a bad fixture if he doesn't start. No fixture is a good fixture if you don't start. I could take a minus eight and get rid of a Stupanan. The problem I've got is, because I'm not fully committed to that chip strategy and navigating 29 without a hit, I don't know the best replacement. I don't fully know. Like I could, I could go to an Aston Villa defender because they play in 29. And again, Moreno catches the eye. Paul Torres is a good safe pair of hands. Two good options there, depending on your appetite for risk, because maybe Dean could take Moreno's spot of, if he has a few bad games. But Moreno comes with a greater upside. So the Aston Villa defence, fine. But what if I end up? Well, what if I end up? free hitting in 29 and I've just taken a hit for a Villa because I think Villa will concede to Forest, right? So it just seems silly going there. The standout option if you're going for a defender is just to go straight away, I'm going to get Saliba in. I should have got Saliba last week. I couldn't because I was 0.1 short. Take the extra minus four now, get Saliba in and over the next three weeks it pays off because they'll keep two clean sheets in the last three. We just saw that expected data, right? Arsenal's expected goals conceded in the last six games, is under three goals. They concede less than half a goal a game. 2.94. And they actually conceded four. So their expected goals, they're conceding point, under 0.5. Like, that's elite. Like, even in seasons gone by when Man City have been the best defence in the league, to be clocking less than 0.5 XGC is amazing. Um, so that's an option. I could sell a Stupinam for... Um, 
Saliba. I could sell Charlie Taylor for Saliba. Like, I could take a minus eight for Saliba. Will I do it? I'm not sure. I'd say I'm 50-50 as things stand. If I go Saliba, does that help me with my blanks and doubles? Not really, right? Because Estupadan's unlikely to play in 29. Saliba's unlikely to play in 29. It doesn't make much difference. Taylor does have a fixture, so another reason to keep, I guess. Also, he's just a good enabler as a bench option. So Estupadan to Saliba, I'd say I'm 50-50 on. And again, press conferences might matter. Do I think Newcastle score against Arsenal? I'm not sure. I think Isak is rumoured to be back. Um, but I'd have to say I'd favour a clean sheet over them scoring on current form, I think. Um, and again, it was a worldie in the week against Porto. Like They were keeping a clean sheet in Europe away from home until, what, the 95th minute. So that's where I'm at this week. Captaincy we have to discuss. And it is a discussion this week, which is good, because Haaland being back in the game does make it a little bit more boring. has changed the way we play FPL. Um, say it all the time. Saka's a legit option this week. Playing really well. Newcastle are all over the place. Do you know who Saka's playing up against? Dan Byrne. Do you know who's been Newcastle's biggest weak link, uh, weak link of the last two months? Dan Byrne. Um... Joe Eddie out always starts, even though he's got Livramento that can play left back. Damn bird. <laughs> like, Saka could have a field day. Saka's a good option. On paper, you could say Watkins is a good option, but I just think we've looked at those Nottingham Forest defensive figures, second to Arsenal and XGC in the last six. I don't think Aston Villa run riot. And actually, Forest caused Villa problems earlier in the season. Villa are in a really good run of form. They went to Nottingham and they lost. So I wouldn't be looking at Watkins. I would be looking at Saka. I'm not going to go Saka, though. I am going Erling Haaland if he's available, which we, of course, expect he is. Bournemouth are no mugs, no mugs at all. But Erling Haaland has been getting huge chances against Chelsea, against Brentford. That one goal was very disappointing for us triple captainers, wasn't it? But we can't look past the fact he clocked 2.57 xG. He could get two, three big chances in that game against Bournemouth. And on another day, that those big chances that he was missing against Chelsea and Brentford, he scores every single one of them. And it could be a hat-trick. So because the higher ceiling, as always is often the case, goes to Erling Haaland, he will be my captain for game week 26. Saka, I think, will be my vice-captain. Uh, so transfers, just to do a recap, 50-50 on if I hold a stupid hand or not. If I sell him, I don't think I'll go to Villa. I think I'll go to Saliba. Um, and... I'm likely to go Jota out to Huang, 80% likely, 20% I go Bailey. I'll be locking the transfers in on Saturday, guys. I'm going to do a deadline stream, by the way, if you fancy joining me on that deadline stream. Um, and I'm locked into Darwin Solanke. There we go. Minus four, maybe a minus eight. Thank you guys so much for watching. Do you know I've got a WhatsApp group? If you fancy joining it, you have to be an Ultras member. You can do. Click the word join below this video. If you want to be a normal member, our squad members get extra content too, uh, including comments in, uh, like, responses and all your comments in the lives. The lives are about, like, everyone watching, and I answer as many questions as I can, but... The focus often goes to questions from channel members. So all the times I do lives, channel members' questions always on screen. Um, so yeah, check that out if you fancy it. And guys, thank you so much for liking and subscribing. I will see you on Saturday for the deadline stream. I might even do a Q&A on Friday with Az. That could be quite fun in the afternoon. We'll see about that. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, but for now, I'll see you very soon.
Social Podcast Network.